Welcome back to episode four of Project Fantasy Football, the best fantasy football advice in town. I'm one of your co-hosts, Ryan Cleary. Sadly, James will not be joining us today, setting up for a grad party. Uh, we've got tight end rankings, so I've got you know about 20 guys here for you, uh, ranking them top to bottom, who I think is going to be the best. So let's start it off right away. Number one, Kansas City tight end, Travis Kelsey. Um, no more Tyree Kill in Kansas City, so expect a huge amount of volume for him. Uh, wide receiver room is definitely a big question mark, and Patrick Mahomes is going to need people to throw to. Kelsey's going to be his number one target, no questions asked. I'd expect somewhere around a 25% plus target share from him. Um, you know, he wasn't like the top, top of the hill tight end that we've seen in the past uh, last year. But he's still going to see a ton of volume. He is getting older, but the volume will carry him to a number one finish in fantasy football this year. Uh, number two, Mark Andrews, uh, the Baltimore Ravens tight end. Uh, he saw a huge target rate last uh, last year from Lamar Jackson, around 24%. Uh, with no more Hollywood Brown in town, he is unquestionably going to be the number one guy there. Um, he averaged close to 18 fantasy points a game. I would expect another great season from him. I think Lamar is going to come out as a way better thrower of the football this year, and Mark Andrews will benefit. Uh, number three, probably my favorite tight end, Atlanta's Kyle Pitts. Yes, the Atlanta offense is abysmal, but Kyle Pitts is a generational talent. He is a wide receiver that gets lined up next to right and left tackles. And there's no Calvin Ridley this year. You know, Drake London, he's probably going to see a lot of receptions, but there's going to be uh, a lot more to fill with a uh, really empty wide receiver room. Um, you know, the touchdowns might not be there, but um, Mariota has proven that he can move the ball downfield. Um, he took a 30-year-old plus Delaney Walker to top uh, five fantasy tight end finishes three uh, straight years in Tennessee. So I would expect Kyle Pitts to be guaranteed top five fantasy tight end, probably pushing closer to number one than number five. And number four, uh, Las Vegas is Darren Waller. He will see probably a little bit of a decrease in volume from last year with Devontae Adams now joining the team. But I think if anything, Devontae is going to open up the field for him. Darren Waller will not be seeing any more double teams or over-the-top uh, help from safeties that's going to go more Devonte's way um and this Raiders offense is going to be on the field more they're going to have more time on offense they're going to score more points and Darren Waller is going to keep being an elite tight end at number five uh San Francisco's George Kittle I'm a little hesitant on him you know he's had some injury issues he's only played 36 games in the past three years which is about 12 games a season so a little bit of an injury risk there. Um, this is a run-heavy ball control offense, and Trey Lance is a really big question mark. Nobody really knows who his number one guy is. Uh, as we talked about on the last episode, it could be Debo, it could be Brandon Ayuk, it could be Kittle. Uh, you just don't know. Uh, expect inconsistency from him. Even when he's healthy, there's going to be weeks where he puts up 30 and 35, but there's also going to be weeks when he puts up four. So he's probably going to be you know, a top-five guy, but he's not going to be one of those consistent point scorers for you week in and week out. At number six, T. 
TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. Uh, I really like this guy. M- you know, most analysts have Dalton Schultz above him, have Hawkinson at, Hawkinson at seven, but um, Hawkinson's a stud. He's a great pass catcher. Uh, Jared Goff loves throwing him the ball. Uh, Detroit's going to be an improved offense, and with a lack of defense, they're still going to be playing from behind a lot. Um, and no Jamison Williams for a while. So there's going to be plenty of targets to go around. Um, I would expect eight to ten touchdowns from Hawkinson, 1,000 yards, really solid, really solid tight end. At number seven, Dalton Schultz, uh, not the most freaky athletic guy on this list by any means, but no Gallup to start the year. Amari Cooper is gone, and Dalton Schultz has proven that he can be a uh, solid target for Dak the past two years. Uh, Dallas is going to have a good offense. They're going to score a lot of points, be on the field a lot. I'd expect Dalton Schultz to have a really strong start of the year, maybe start to fall off a little bit uh, as the playoffs start to come around and, you know, Gallup gets healthy. Uh, Maybe Jalen Tolbert sees a little bit more action. At number eight, the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Goddard. Um, Ertz is permanently gone. He got traded week seven of last year. Uh, And once Ertz left, Dallas uh, Goddard saw a huge uptick in production in terms of fantasy. Um, he's kind of an efficiency, big play tight end, you know, one of the few tight ends where you'll see him catching 20 to 40 yard passes every game. Um, Hertz has improved since coming out of college every year consistently. I'd expect to see him have a huge uptick in passing yards this season, even on a run first team. Uh, a lot of attention is going to be going to AJ Brown and Devon Smith. And I think that opens up the middle of the field for uh, Goddard to work down the seam. Number nine is Goddard's uh, former Eagles teammate, Zach Ertz, now in Arizona. Um, He has a full offseason with Kyler Murray. I think that's going to really work in his favor. DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games. Uh, No one really knows how consistent of a number one target Marquise Brown can be. Um, so I would expect Zach Ertz to come out of the gate super hot, you know, be a top five tight end for the first six weeks. Um, and then D-Hop will come back and, you know, he'll sit at 10. Still be, still definitely be a quality tight end, but not, not top end. Um, and they get to play the Seahawks twice a week, twice a year. That defense is horrible. So Zach Ertz. Really, really good guy if you want to pick him up, start him the first four or five games and try and trade him for maybe one of the guys above him on this list uh, who has a rough start. Uh, number 10, Buffalo's Dawson Knox. Um, you're counting on big plays and touchdowns from him at the end of the day. He doesn't see a big, uh, huge target rate. Uh, he's really just that. He had 12 touchdowns last year. Um they're the best offense in the league. What else can you say? He's not going to get you eight to ten receptions a game, but if he does have those double-digit touchdowns again, he'll be a solid uh, tight end play over the course of the season. At number eleven, a guy I love, huge sleeper in Cole Komet. Um, Allen Robinson is gone from the Chicago Bears offense. And the wide receiver core outside of Mooney is pretty much non-existent. I mean, Byron Pringle's the number two guy uh, there. 
So I would expect Fields to extend plays with his legs, um, look for Cole Komet a lot. Uh, all reports have it that he's uh, shown a lot of improvement in the passing game, and the Bears are going to be playing from behind. They're going to be having to throw the ball a lot. So that's why I love Cole Komet at number 11. At number 12, I have Miami's Mike Gesicki. Um, Tua is poised for a breakout. They're bringing in weapons for him, and Gesicki is going to be a huge red zone threat, and that's something that you know Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell is those short, fast receivers. They're not the red zone guys that you're looking for. That's Gesicki. So while I don't think he's going to be top two on this team in targets, uh, I think he'll probably be one or two in terms of red zone targets over the course of the season, catch a lot of touchdowns, and that'll be how he'll score his fantasy points. Number 13, Hunter Henry. He caught eight or nine touchdown passes uh, from Mac Jones last season. Uh, and I think Devontae Parker will steal some red zone action, but I think Mac's TD production will increase and Hunter Henry's production from last year will be about the same this year. You know, just kind of a solid guy uh, as a backup or maybe pick him up off the waivers to plug him in on a bye week. Number 14, uh, Irv Smith Jr. for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he got injured at the start of last year uh, and didn't play all season, but there was huge hype for him in terms of fantasy coming into the year. Uh, the Vikings, as we've mentioned before, are moving to a more pass-heavy offense, and Irv Smith is going to be on the field a lot. He'll probably get you six, seven receptions every other game, uh, put up points that way. Definitely a good sleeper pick, uh, picking him up in the 12th, 13th round. Number 15 is a guy I'm not super high on. It's Pat Fryermuth. A lot of people have this guy a lot higher, um, thinking he's going to have a big second-year breakout. Um, big Ben is gone. Um, who He was a QB that would throw a lot of checkdowns, not really look for Fryermuth that much. It was more going to Juju, Deontay, Najee. So maybe he'll see an uptick in targets from Trubisky or rookie Kenny Pickett, but the offense is going to struggle. Um, they're probably going to be last in their division, even with the great defense that they have. Um, so I wouldn't expect anywhere near 10 touchdowns from Firemuth, and I don't think he'll have the consistent uh, workload to get it done as a top top fantasy tight end. His biggest plus in my opinion is that Deontay Johnson is in a contract year so if it looks like the uh, Steelers aren't really going to contend for the playoffs I could see them kind of abandoning Deontay knowing they don't want to pay him and looking more towards Fryermuth, Claypool, Najee, George Pickens, some of the younger guys. At number 16 is uh, Denver Broncos Albert Okuibunum. Um, he backed up Fant in 2021, didn't really see too much action uh, but Fant is now in Seattle. He's traded uh, as a part of the package for Russell Wilson. Um, he's a talented tight end with a top 10 quarterback thrown to him. Uh, I don't know what else I can say. Uh, he's probably going to be third on this team in receiving TDs, but behind Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick. Uh, yes, I think he'll have more than Jerry Judy. So if Russell Wilson, you know, throws 35, 40 touchdown passes, that could be in the 8 to 10 range for Kui Boonham. Uh, at number 17 is Gerald Everett from the Chargers. Uh, Jared Cook 
35, 36-year-old Jared Cook saw 79 targets from Justin Herbert last year. Um, And that made him, in itself, just a plug-and-play fantasy guy for uh, when your tight end was on a bye week. Everett is much younger and much more talented than 36-year-old Jared Cook. So I would expect if he sees a similar amount of workload, that's about five targets a week, um, he could have huge upside. You know, he'll make plays, he'll catch touchdown passes, uh, especially if Herbert has that kind of touchdown breakout year that um, we're expecting for him, which would be 45-plus touchdowns. At number 18 is uh, the other L.A. tight end, the Rams' Tyler Higbee. Um, Expect touchdown regression from Cooper Cup. Uh, I think he had 16 last year. I think I said 18 last episode. I think it was 16. Don't expect anywhere near that. Um, the Rams are going to be a top-tier offense. The touchdowns are going to be more spread out. Um, don't expect Tyler Higbee to be like a league winner, but as a solid tight end, yeah, he has a chance at that. At number 19 is Noah Fant in Seattle. Super talented tight end. You know, if he was with a, way, if he was with a better quarterback, he'd be way higher on this list. Um, Locke targeted him almost 90 times in 2021 so if Locke is starting you know he could be the number one target in the first couple weeks until Locke gets used to uh, throwing to DK and lock it um, but Seattle just they're just awful they're so bad their offense is going to be horrendous it's a run first team they don't have any good quarterback option and for that reason I'm out on no offense at number 20 is Logan Thomas He only played six games last year, but he was a top 10 tight end two years ago. Um, He got a quarterback upgrade in Carson Wentz. I don't know if he really has any of the the juice left in him. So, you know, you got the younger guys. You got Terry McLaurin, who just signed a contract. You got uh, rookie Jahan Dotson. You got a really full running back room. You have Curtis Samuel. I don't see him getting a huge workload at all. At number 21 is Robert Tunyon of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he only played eight games last year, uh, but he caught 13 touchdowns from Rodgers in 2020. And Adams leaving opens up 19 touchdowns from 2021. Everything I've read um, makes it seem like Tunyon isn't going to be here for the first six to eight weeks, which really sucks as a Packers fan. But in terms of fantasy... I probably wouldn't draft him unless you have an IR slot and you, like, pick a tight end late, like uh, Zach Ertz, and maybe you, you pick up Tunyon and stash him on the IR for if Zach Ertz kind of falls off after week six. Um, yeah, if, if he was going to be healthy the whole season, be 100%, he would be probably 14 or higher, somewhere between 10 14. Uh, last one on the list, number 22, Austin Hooper of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he split time in Njo- with Njoku in Cleveland after being super hyped up uh, in Atlanta and in Cleveland. And there are really not many other options for this Titans team in the passing games. You, in the passing game, you have Woods and Burks at wide receiver, and that's it. So... I would expect Austin Hooper to be their third option, just as the question is how good is their offense going to be. 
Um, we saw Jonu Smith have a successful fantasy season in this offense in 2020 before going to the Patriots. So if Austin Hooper can replicate that, then you know he could be a late-round steal or a free agency steal. Um, I think that's going to be it. Uh, a few other guys to mention. I don't know if I mentioned Njoku in Cleveland. Um, depends on if Deshaun Watson is playing or not. Um, you've got Jacksonville's tight end, Evan Ingram. You know, maybe he becomes one of Trevor Lawrence's top, uh, top options in a breakout year. But other than that, you know, uh, personally, I would like to go for one of the top guys, probably a Pitts or Waller in a fourth or fifth round situation or getting Goddard or Ertz. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening to episode four of Project Fantasy Football. Episode five, uh, the quarterback rankings should be coming out pretty soon. Uh, leave a like, subscribe, peace.